0: Welcome to the Tan and Brad Hoffa Day Podcast. So, can you believe it? We're near the end of 2020. Praise God. I was going to say, some people would say, praise God for that. I like the Ben Rector song, or is talking of the last verses that is. Oh, how's it go? I think we've just made it through the longest year in history. Yes. Uh, love that song. Well, we're here for the Haffa Day podcast. Haffa Day is a Guamanian term. Correct. Is the what What Brad educated me on when he was on the island of Guam. It's how people would say, hey, how are you doing? Exactly. What's up? Good day. Mm-hmm. That's what Haffa Day means. That's and right. So Brad's there. I'm Ted. And uh, we are a couple of uh, um, radio announcers from J103 here in Chattanooga. And so this is our Haffa Day podcast for yes. the month. Brad, favorite
1: Christmas childhood memory? Wow, favorite childhood memory from Christmas. Good gravy. Um, I think it was the year that I got my drum set.
0: Okay, you, what yeah. kind of drum set did you get?
1: Um, um I, It was a, I think it was a, um, gosh, it was so long ago. I think it was a Slingerland. It was a, uh, let's see, it had the snare, it had the bass, it had the cymbals, it had the toms. So... I think I was completely surprised because my parents are like, yeah, you don't need a drum set. You're crazy. You can't get a drum set. You'll annoy the neighbors. You'll really annoy the neighbors. And indeed, I did annoy the neighbors with that drum set. But when I went out into the front room, I was just like, no way. Brand new drum set sitting there. And it was all mine.
0: Did it come from mom and dad or did it come from Santa?
1: Came from Santa. OK. Yeah, I came from Santa. How old were you? Oh, let's see. I was 21, 22. Uh, 34, <laughs> I think. No, I was actually in seventh grade. So oh, wow. Okay. 13? Yeah, I guess 13 years old. So you Damn. waited
0: that long before you had an interest in drums?
1: Uh, no, no, I had I an had interest in drums since I was in fourth grade, but we never got a drum set. You know? Okay. Yeah, I had a little practice pad that I used to play on all the time, but right. never had the drum set. Wow. Uh, my favorite Christmas childhood
0: memories, I've got so many, but to pick one out, I remember being at my uh, my grandparents' house, my mom's parents, my uh, Pawpaw and ma, and uh, um, we would go over there every every year after we do the Christmas at home. We lived about 25, 30 minutes away from them, and we'd drive over there in Louisville. And um, it was just... They spoiled us rotten. I was the oldest. I was the first grandson and the oldest, and and uh so my grandfather and grandmother used to spoil me rotten. And there was all kinds of you know Hot Wheels and right GI Joes. I mean the big giant action figure GI Joes right with an army jeep and a trailer that pull had a spotlight, a battery operated spotlight. You know, very and, cool. Uh, so yeah, it, it was lots of great childhood memories. My grandmother would make uh dressing balls for dinner. Dressing We'd have balls. Dr- you know they had Ham and all that, and they'd have the dressing, but Grandma would get some of the dressing and she'd roll them up into little balls and bake them again in there, and I don't know, there's just something about that taste, I've wow. never had them anywhere else that, that recreated that taste, and that taste is so, you know, so vivid in my mind, so, oh, what about this, as you're growing up, favorite TV special?
1: Favorite TV special for Christmas? For Christmas? Um, let's see, what was it, uh... uh I still remember that one, but that definitely was not my favorite. Anybody remember the Kiss Christmas? Or no, no, it uh, wasn't that? It was the Star Wars. I don't remember Star that Wars one. Christmas. Uh-uh. Yeah, you don't uh-uh. want to remember that. It was. lame. In, yeah, back in '79, it was disco and all this. It was crazy. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm just gonna have to say the the Peanut Special. Yeah,
0: me too. That, that's mine, hands down. Yeah. You know, kind of bummed me out this year because it was it's not on regular TV this year. <sighs> It's only on what, one of those channels that bought like that. it. Yeah, one of those Unbelievable. Uh, things bought it, and it's only on there. I so, mean, how can you um,
1: celebrate Christmas without watching, you know, Charlie Brown and, and Linus? Linus sharing the
0: Christmas story yeah. and Snoopy yeah. and the doghouse decorating contest.
1: Yeah, and, and a and, lot yeah. of people don't know this, but if you watch this, this is the only time— I'm a big Peanuts fan, by the way, too. I've been reading Peanuts since I was, like, in fourth grade. Yeah. I used to go to the library and get those real thick books that had the Peanuts <laughs> comics in it. That's the only time he's ever dropped his blanket. Oh, yeah. Only time that's he's true. ever dropped his that's blanket. That's true.
0: When he so. when he shared the Christmas uh, story. And that's the real reason, reason for Christmas, Charlie that's Brown. Right. Yeah, I love that. What about favorite Christmas family meal?
1: Oh, let's see. Good, Do you great. remember any of those? Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's – uh, let's see. I think – okay, I – if you like pumpkin, that's awesome. I'm glad you like it, but I really cannot get within 10 feet of pumpkin. <laughs> so I would have Mississippi mud pie. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's what I would have. So everybody would be having pumpkin, and they enjoyed their pumpkin. They thought it was the dopest thing on planet Earth. And uh, they said, you know, what's Brad doing? And so finally they uh, relented, and uh, first it was the Baskin and Robbins ice cream. Remember those pies that they oh, used yeah. to have? Sure. They used to have pies at Baskin and Robbins. I don't know if they do anymore. And then we went to Mississippi Mud, man. Okay. And so that was good stuff.
0: Were you all a turkey or ham at Christmas? It or was, neither?
1: it was definitely, well, I don't eat turkey. So it, you know, I had fried chicken or something like that, but uh, no, it was a turkey. Turkey. It, yeah, really? definitely turkey.
0: Yeah. My family, we grew up, it was always turkey for Thanksgiving, ham for Christmas. Wow. And, and that was before the honey baked and all that kind of stuff. It was my grandmother would just bake a ham and uh, you get the little cherries. She'd stick the little cherries with a toothpick on top of it and everything. And, uh, uh, uh oh, sorry. Oh, good stuff. Good oh, man. Stuff. I'm sorry.
1: I, the other thing I don't like ham. Uh, there's no ham within, you know, five square miles. Of so me. you don't like turkey and you don't like ham? Oh, I, no, no. I love turkey. Okay. I like the dark meat. Yeah. I think it's got a great taste. I just can't have it. Huh. Ham. I, the,
0: What is it about ham you don't like? If you
1: like ham, God bless you. Some people just don't like ham. And uh, obviously, God said, Brad, don't like ham because uh, I I can't even choke it down. But you eat
0: barbecue, you eat pork and stuff, right? Yeah. What's the difference?
1: I don't know. Maybe the way it's cured or... I mean, ham is a different part of the animal. Maybe it tastes different. Uh, um, I'm not really too sure. I mean, maybe I had ham as a little kid. Well, I had spinach as a little kid, too, and that destroyed me. But... um, (laughs) No, maybe I had the canned ham and just you know I meant um, now canned
0: ham. Now you're getting along the line with uh, with treat and Vienna sausages and spam and stuff like that. That's not real meat.
1: Well, like I you know coming from California, yeah. uh, you know I mean we didn't have ham that often. Period because we own a cattle ranch. But when we did have ham, uh, <laughs> didn't you said there's cherries on top of it? No, and- no, no. What
0: you do is you get the uh, maraschino cherries. Yeah. And you stick the because if you're not careful, ham when you bake it will dry out. Oh. And so if you have, it looks like it's got measles. You just get you get the, the maraschino cherries cut right. in half, and you stick a toothpick down through one onto the top of the ham, oh. all over it. And so and then you can put pineapple. I've seen pineapple on ham too. That's uh. really good too. Again, you're adding moisture back into that, that meat. Is that what it is? And everything Maybe that's too, okay.
1: So. Okay. How about if I say this? I haven't had a moist ham.
0: See, I've never had a a moist turkey until I fried one for the first time. I deep fried my very first turkey, and uh, and that's been probably 12 years ago. And when I ate that at first, I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm feeding my family raw turkey. It was done, but it was moist. And all my life, growing up with baked turkey, right. it was always dry. Yes, and my hams were too. You know, now in the smoker that I've got, I'm going to be smoking a turkey ah. uh, this year. So we'll see how that goes. But, you know,
1: that's one thing about this, and I got to tell you this: uh, Grandpa and Grandma, or Babci and Jaji, my Polish um, and uh, Grandpa and Grandma, would come from Ontario, California. They'd, they'd come to Longpok, and Mom would always put the turkey in the big giant. Good gravy. I mean, it almost looked like a crock pot, but mm-hmm. it was probably three feet wide. I mean, it was huge. Big roasting pan? Big, huge roasting pan. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, it just takes me back. You could smell that turkey. Yeah. Oh, man. I meant the Divagorios and the Escobitos next door. They they knew that it was turkey time. Wow. It was great
0: we have our our traditional christmas dinner growing up was you'd have the ham you'd have the dressing balls and the dressing you'd have green beans of course you have macaroni and cheese you'd have mashed potatoes and gravy um you'd have rolls and then you'd also have what was called watergate salad you ever have watergate salad okay no so it's got marshmallows it's got pistachio uh, type pudding okay. pie, mix, pie mix or whatever in there right. and you'll have pieces of mandarin orange in there and uh, pecans would be in there all mixed up and it's kind of like a fruit uh, it's kind of like a gelatin fruity salad. it's not jello Did it's not you like, like jello it? oh i love watergate salad oh my god watergate yeah, salad it's called watergate salad because it's all mixed up together and it's all you know uh, and everything but it's green, <sighs> well, green. Oh, watergate salad And uh, that was always good. And and then my my grandparents would make an ambrosia. What's that? Ambrosia is where you have different chunks of of apples and oranges and coconut. And uh, walnuts usually was an ambrosia, I think. Um, And then... uh, um, chunks of pineapple it was just kind of a salad all mixed together there with the coconut stuff and it's called ambrosia salad ambrosia, ambrosia salad. so you had two ambrosia. salads yeah basically you know wow. that type thing and ham and ham okay yeah. and then uh um and i think that was that's that's usually our traditional christmas dinner growing up now we have some you know some substitutions there we'll have sweet potato casserole sometime and and uh, and those type
1: things but uh what about what is the, uh, the uh, side dish that you like that most people don't like?
0: Well, I love Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts are like my favorite vegetable in the whole world. Wow. Um, but I make them with a little bit of maple syrup and bacon. <laughs> and it's kind of like the, the feed table and tavern downtown Chattanooga here. Okay. They make the best. Brussels sprouts they call them fried Brussels sprouts is what they do i've never had those and uh, oh my goodness they're incredible they're incredible but a lot of people turn their noses up at Brussels sprouts Wow. they're like yeah no way i mean do you like Brussels sprouts
1: um i'm not the kind you've had so
0: <laughs> no what about you what's what's the side dish that you really look forward and love that everybody else is kind of like
1: are you kidding me cranberries I, I like some cranberry sauce dude you know cranberries like I meant, cranberry salad yeah i meant no sp- People turn their nose up at cranberries for some reason. It's just like, oh my gosh! Because the- most people, when they think of cranberries, they think of the stuff that looks like a can. Oh, you know, where they dump it out of
0: a can yeah. and just turn it sideways nah, you, and jiggles and all that stuff.
1: See, that's what happened with me and spinach. Mom used to serve us spinach that was, you know, soaked in vinegar that was in the frozen food section. You know, and then you eat that, and it's, yeah, you know, yeah, okay, canned Ocean Spray. I uh, I understand completely, but no, yeah. this would be the. This would be the homemade stuff. Oh and yeah, the blenders and you now know. I
0: love. There's a cranberry gelatin salad that's really good. Boy, and you're has, into this
1: gelat jello, jello is uh, uh,
0: again. That's just well. Is I'll that what it is back here, here in the east with. or something? Do you like Jello? Period. Uh, jello is tolerable. What was your favorite flavor?
1: Uh, let's see. Hold on a second, because we used to make the Knox blocks. Um, let's see. Do you remember Knox blocks?
0: Uh, uh-uh. I don't know what that okay. is.
1: Okay, Knox was a gelatin. Was like Jello, but out in California. Yeah. We used to have Knox Blocks and, uh, let's say strawberry.
0: Okay. Yeah. Blueberry is probably my favorite.
1: I need mean, to have a blueberry yeah. jello. Blueberry, you
0: need to live some, dude. <laughs> Jeez. Blueberry jello and and Cool Whip.
1: Oh, those okay. Two I could probably get up on that. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: my goodness. Great stuff. All right. Last question in this section here favorite Christmas worship service memory. Do you have one of those? Wow.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, now your family, Catholic? Yeah. Grew up grew Catholic. Up Catholic? Yeah, I grew up Catholic. You go to uh you go to midnight mass yeah. and uh I remember um, either it was in Latin, or I remember they had the incense swinging. Oh, gosh. Have you been there before? We, the we've got some swinging?
0: dear friends that are Catholics, and so for a couple of years we went with them to Midnight Mass, Yeah. and the priest that they had one year was heavy-handed with the incense, and coming down the aisle, I'm about gagging, my eyes are watering, and stuff like that, and I'm about to cough, and I was right on the aisle, too, right on the aisle there, and, uh, and they're just kind of laughing because they knew it was coming type thing, but uh, I, Beautiful. Beautiful service. Yes, um, yes. You know, a, a lot of cardio for me, you know, up, down, sit, down, stand Oh, up, yeah, genuflect. You know, uh, that uh-huh. type of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, but beautiful ceremony. Um, and uh, my favorite worship service memory, I remember I was 16 years old. I had my old beat-up Triumph Spitfire that my dad and I had rebuilt. What a dope um, car. And it had uh, it had wooden floors in it because the floors had rotted out or rusted out, and so dad fixed those, and it was freezing cold that morning and christmas was on a sunday and my family decided they weren't going to christmas service but i was and i was 16 now so i could do it i could go on my own and it was about a 25 30 minute drive and that old car the heater some somewhat not so what when I got to church, I couldn't feel my feet, you know, because it was so cold there. And but I went in and had a great worship service, and and you know just worship God on Christmas morning, and then drove home to celebrate Christmas with the family. And no to me, it was just kind of a mixture of independence and the fact that I went on my own to worship, and then just you know I, I love Christmas service. I love it when Christmas is on a Sunday. Right on, man.
1: Right on, because that's when all the, the the pageantry and the pomp is there. Yeah, and
0: just well, and, and like a Christmas Eve service, I, I guess you know it's just kind of usually it's candlelight, so the lights are off, it's dark, it's um, you know in there except for the lights of the candle, and the music is real traditional, usually, so you you know brings invokes memories and and all of that, um, and it's not you know you'll have your Christmas pageants and stuff and things before that, and I love those and been a part of those for years. One year at my home church, we brought in Larnell Harris, who was a, a a Christian artist from back in the day, and him and Sandy Patty, another Christian artist, they had recorded a song earlier called "More Than Wonderful." And mm-hmm. we had a lady in our church; it was my spiritual mentor's wife, and I'm telling you, she sang like an angel. And uh, she passed away of cancer, but um, now, but she was really attractive, really young. She sang in Kings Island. Her and her wow. husband met at Kings Island. Wow! He was in the tech side of Kings Island up there. And, installing the cameras on the beast roller coaster and that kind of stuff. And she was in the entertainment. She sang in the shows. Wow. But anyway, they, she sang. Larnell came in and he was a part of the of the cast. And that night we, first time I'd ever seen this, but we got the brown lunch bags, <clears throat> put a little bit of sand in the bottom of it and a candle. And we lined every one of the sidewalks and the street out in front of the church and everything. And so when people came out, there was, it was, it's just a beautiful memory of that. So, any others? Any other Christmas music Yeah, there,
1: there is one, but it, there is a version of Silent Night that our worship pastor played at Life Church in 1998 when I was in Oklahoma City. And I've never found it again. I've even tried to contact him, but uh, he's moved on to another church to run his own. But I, I, there is a version of Silent Night, and it just completely just blew me away. And I think it was the original one that was done German in German.
0: Stille Nacht, Heilige nach. Yeah, but it, but
1: but it All was but it was broken down. And I don't know if you understand this, but polyphonic, which means that they would do the harmony, and then they would do the melody, and somehow they mix those two. And it was huh. just, oh, it was just, it was just mesmerizing. Yeah. I just loved it to death.
0: I know your family, I mean, they, they grew up in Catholic church and things. And they You did. said later on that your testimony is they would send you to church, but they wouldn't go to church. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Did they ever make so- Christmas a, a a priority as far as going to church and things like yep. that? No. Okay. Mm-mm. okay. Mm-mm. Not at all. If you love Christmas music, and uh, you know here on J one hundred and three, depending on when you listen, what t- what week of December you're going to hear all Christmas music, some and and twenty five percent some of the other times, because we believe in giving you the regular hope and encouragement that our radio station plays. But J Radio is the place to go right now for all your Christmas music. There are dozens and dozens of Christmas playlists. There's some that's just for crazy kids Christmas music. There's instrumental. There's sacred music like Brad. Brad and I were just talking about. There's favorites. There's classics. There's all these different playlists. So if you need that Christmas music fix to get you ready for, the, for Christmas and to decorate the tree and all of that, check out J Radio. Go to jradio.com and you can download the app for free from the uh, your app store uh, there on your phone. Brad, now hanging out here with the Hoffa Day podcast. I got a for, question yeah, for you.
1: Yeah. I have a question. favorite Christmas song? My favorite Christmas
0: song of all time? Um, I'll tell you, I firmly believe that God programs a song in your mind that whenever your brain is at rest, nothing else going nothing else thinking, that song will come to mind. Now, a little story here. I hate snow. Unless I've got skis on my feet and I'm on a ski lift, I don't want to see snow. I, I I mean, yeah, it's pretty, all that. I don't want to drive in it. I don't want to deal with it. Normally when it snows, it means My fanny is right here at the radio station the night before because I have to make sure I can be here for the morning show. So I hate snow. But the song that God, I think, put in my mind, he's got such a great sense of humor. Every time my mind's at rest is, Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. That's that's the song he's got in my mind. Now, my favorite one, though. I mean, I'm a... I, I like I like Silent Night. I like it done when it's sacred when it's done, and I even love it when it's done in German and, and
1: things as well. What about you? There's two of them actually. and this goes back to 1988. I was in Bucyrus, Ohio, and it was Christmas Eve. I was at the radio station, and the FM side was a an automated radio station. Mm-hmm. So they had the big reels that you had yep. to put on the machines. And so I remember I had a Christmas tree in there that was probably, I don't know, probably four feet tall. It was me. It was midnight. And a song came on called The Bell That Wouldn't Jingle.
0: The Bell That Wouldn't Jingle. By
1: Herb Albert. And I thought, this is such the coolest song. And so that's one of my favorite ones. But here at the radio station, it's Go Tell It on the Mountain by the David Crowder Band.
0: Okay, well... We're going to talk here in a little bit about new Christmas music that's oh, coming out. Man, that's you wait song. till you hear the newest Go Tell It on the Mountain. Oh, man. Uh, I, Go Tell think... It on
1: the Mountain is just, for some reason, that's just the exaltation. I don't mean to use a big word, but just the exaltation. And I don't know about you. Oh, I I, I just want to get into this for a second. The Star of Bethlehem. It just gives me goosebumps. In fact, I, as I talk about it right now, my my skin is starting to—you know, Christmas trees are cool, but— There is just something about the Star of Bethlehem that just brings me into awe. I don't know why. Yeah. But that is my big thing for Christmas is the Star of Bethlehem. You can have your Christmas trees. You can have your presents. You can have Santa Claus. You can have X, Y, and Z. But that Star of Bethlehem will stop me dead in my tracks.
0: Wow. All right. Question for you here. You're from California. That is true. How long have you been away from California?
1: Uh, Since I was 20... 25, 25,
0: yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. does, California hasn't always gotten the bad rap politically that it seems to get these, this oh, no. these days from this part of the country. Again, i got to say that because it depends on what part of the country you're from. Yeah. But, you know, we here in the South look to California as uh, a bunch of liberals, bunch of fruits and nuts and blah, 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 yeah. blah. But we forget that President Ronald Reagan came oh, from my there. Gosh, you don't understand. When did it change? That, that's what I want to know. When did, it, when did it all of a sudden change and become perceived as maybe it is, but perceived as a real liberal state?
1: Seriously? It's when it's Right before Arnold Schwarzenegger came to power. Really? Yeah, because he was a rhino, uh, uh, um, a Republican in name only. That's what Rhino stands for. And he started getting liberal. And then after that, Jerry Brown came in, and, oh my gosh, and then that's when it all went downhill. Right okay, there. so it's then it's pretty recent then. Yeah, yeah, per it, se. Yeah, it wasn't because that
0: long ago, that yeah, okay, well, we well, have to
1: remember Reagan was the governor of California. Yeah, so he won California, and then I'm trying to think of who it was. Pete um the next governor was okay and we just had some modeling governor governors but then when arnold schwarzenegger came in they thought oh he'd be the next reagan no that didn't happen and then it's been downhill basically or a basically a change of scenery since
0: then. yeah and again you know it's easy for us to say it's gone downhill but if you tend to believe like that in in your politics and for you it's like yee-haw all yeah. you now you do, do you ever see it swinging you know, we're looking like I live in Georgia right now. And again, if Father it wasn't in the name of Jesus. if it wasn't for the the two main metropolitan areas in Georgia, yeah. Georgia would still be a blue, I mean a red a red state. Yeah. But because of the population growth in Atlanta and the people that are that are there, that so so many people there, it looks like Georgia and again as we're recording this, we still don't know, but it looks like Georgia is swinging Democrat this wow. time. Um, do you ever see California is swinging to the other side? Um, I mean, you have family that still lives there. Well,
1: I got family that still lives there. Yeah, and they're uh, they're just tired of it. Um, I meant uh, I don't think they'd move out of state or something like that, but they're just definitely tired of the politics. But I'm looking down the line of where we're going to go, but I don't see it within the next twenty or thirty years. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. They're so lock, stock, and barrel with their party affiliation and. Sure. And there are, I meant, the word Republican, you know, is not even mentioned in certain counties. So. Well,
0: this this past weekend, I was in Asheville, North Carolina, um, officiating a wedding, and I was in a very pro-President-elect Biden area. And, uh, and you know, again, where we live here in, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, Ringgold, Georgia, it's like Trump flags everywhere yeah. and all that kind of stuff, and there... If I had a Trump flag on my car or anything like that at that point, I probably would have been run over the road off the road. Wow. You know, Up that way, that's how pro um, former Vice President Biden it is there. So I don't know, Just curious. I, I didn't know if 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 you saw that coming or not. No. All right, we're going to chase the rabbit here. Current trend again. Fortunately, is COVID. Um, when do you honestly think? All the COVID and everything, when will it be over? What's it going to take?
1: Okay. So the vaccine has got to come out, first of all. Yep. And it has to be distributed at least to probably 10% of the population. Okay. I would say that. So my best estimate, April. Really? Yeah. I think that 10% of the population will probably have it by March. And so by April, it'll we'll start rocking.
0: Yeah. The, some of the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical companies are saying that by the end of May, everybody that wants a vaccine will be able to have it.
1: Is it required? I haven't heard that. See, but. now that's where it gets kind of weird because it's like, hey, you can't come into my store unless you can show me a paper that you've been vaccinated. Yeah, I've heard stories. That'd be kind of
0: scary. I've heard stories about that. I, I've, I tend to believe on the other side, I, I tend to think that as soon as the it's decided who the president is going to be, I think the vaccine is going to be available suddenly. Suddenly, that ninety percent safe oh, is yes. going to be a hundred percent safe. Because, and again, this is just my opinion. I firmly believe that the vaccine was ready to go a month ago. Yeah, but they didn't want to influence the election one way or the other, and so they've held on to it. They've kept it under wraps. Again, this is just my opinion. Right. And uh, um, uh, I don't even know how to spell Q-non or anything like that. So don't you know? Don't lump me in there. But I think that once that's decided once the president all the uncertainties up and we either have another 4 years under president Trump or we have president uh, elect Biden that's mm-hmm. that's in office i think it'll suddenly we're going to be amazed at how and again i'm hoping yes that that we are amazed at how quickly will you take the vaccine turns. um you know for the first time ever i'm thinking about getting the flu vaccine really yeah i normally don't get a flu shot but uh um because of what everybody's saying and doing and And yeah, I I would probably get a. I mean, if the numbers still keep staying where they are, and I'll tell you, yeah, I I would get a vaccine. You know, most and here's why. Go ahead. Because I am sick and tired of worrying about. Am I going to be contact traced? I mean, you and I right now are more than six feet apart. True. You know, and when we walk out the door of the studio here, we have to put our mask on and all of that, and social distancing, and just all the stuff that we have to deal with. If I can take a vaccine and not have to worry about getting sick or spreading taking it home to my mother in law who's eighty four years old, yeah, I'd take the okay. vaccine would you
1: um i um uh, the jury's out still it it really is my um my wife is totally against it, and you know people are fool your head that it's the mark of the beast and so you know I meant you gotta show papers after you get a vaccine and such and such and so the jury's still out. I would actually like to see how people have reacted within six months. Then maybe after six months, I'd take it just to see if there's any side effects or something like that. I mean, I don't want to be, you know, somewhere in reading the news in July thinking that, oh my God, half the population is experiencing X, Y, and Z because they took that vaccine. So, but that's
0: where the whole 90% safe and all that kind of safe is. By the time the FDA approves
1: it and it's good to go,
0: you're not going to have that it's like the flu vaccine you know is the flu that's vaccine right. going to make you have a horn grow off the top of your head no nope. yeah you know, I- exactly and
1: i don't think it's the mark of the beast by the way for those that are listening
0: no but i know that there are some people out there that are, that's very real to them that yeah, fear is, is mm-hmm. that okay well if they're giving me the vaccine is there going to be a microchip that's in there that exactly. you know that kind of stuff and so you
1: know we don't and, want uh, to belay that and say you right. know but there's just that that situation that people are talking about
0: we're going to come back and we're going to talk about uh, music. We're going to talk about what Brad's favorite songs are, the song is we're playing right now, and we'll dabble a little bit into the Christmas music. I want to remind you that when you want hope and encouragement, if you don't have a radio station picked out, check out J-103, and you can go to a J-103 app that's on your app store now, too, and all the way to Asheville, North Carolina, and back. I was able to listen to my hometown radio station there and back and and listen to everybody and all the songs and things. So if you need hope and encouragement in your life every single day, and you need some Christmas music coming up, check out J-103.com. So Brad and Ted here with the Hoffa Day podcast, and uh, current favorite song that you and I are playing on J103 right now.
1: I'm still digging that Jonathan trailer, man. I trust you. Just got a funky beat behind it, and it's got a great message, and I can bounce to it.
0: Citizen way, love, love has a way. It uh, is. That is, that's a great song to me. I just. It's just a worship song. It's a song that everybody needs these days, and just to be reminded of that. All right, Christmas songs. Here's some of the Christmas songs. You said that your favorite Christmas song that we play is Crowder's Go Tell It on the Mountain.
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Wait till you hear Zach Williams' hmm. Go Tell It on the Mountain. We're adding that. You're going to hear that here on J103. Another one that we're getting ready to play that I thought of you when I added it, Christmas Dreamin' by okay. Leanna Crawford. I think you're gonna love that. Kind of like California Dreaming, okay, is what that song is made after. You're gonna love that one. Um, I've, we've added about three new pentatonic songs. Ah, the Santa Claus is coming to town. That's okay. Christmas to me. Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy. You'll hear that a few times okay. here, uh, done acapellally by them. Um, a Christmas Twist is out. It's just what you think. It's a twist wow. by Natasha Owens. Okay, uh, and we also have uh, Too Much Christmas. Huh? Check out the video on this one. Too Much Christmas by Natasha Owens. In fact, I think sometime this month in December, there's an iconic vehicle that's inside the video to Too Much Christmas. If you like Dumb and Dumber and that iconic (sighs) vehicle that they're in, you may just see that on the J-103 parking lot here Uh-oh. sometime in December. So um, I think you'll like that one. Uh, the group Kane that's going to be at J-Fest, yes. the brother and two sisters, good, they've good, got good, one. And then our buddy J.J. Weeks has put together two uh, Christmas songs this year. One's Even in the Manger. And then he's got one called Run, Rudolph, Run. It's the make of the old Chuck Berry song that we're playing that. Uh, Micah Tyler's got one called Feels Like Joy. And speaking of, uh, well, Cochran and Company and Hannah Kerr have one called Here to Say. It's got kind of a funky beat that I think Ah, we're going to like. So tons of new Christmas music uh, that's coming out, and we're adding several of them right right here to J103. All right, health and fitness feature.
1: From the trail, what do we learn from the trail this month? All right, so I just purchased a brand new set of oboes. Oboes Midland. Those are hiking boots, and they're waterproof. And so, what I was doing is I was doing, you know, fifteen. I was getting into fifteen to twenty mile runs. But um, you, usually, when you do a, a you know, a, a trail run, you kind of walk the line, and you, you kind of look at it and say, okay, this is where there's going to be dips. Well, you know, you don't walk twenty miles and then do the run. So I got a pair of oboes uh, Midlands, and so I'm breaking them in right now. And I just want to remind you, if you do get hiking boots, make sure that you wear them probably for two weeks in your house with those thick wool socks just to uh, stretch them out, break them in, and then take them on trail.
0: I love my oboes. I picked Dude. up a pair when we were on our cruise a couple of years ago, and they're still, they are still look like they're brand new today. Yeah, they're awesome. I love them. Um, I've been fighting, still fighting So from the gym. I've been fighting still some tendonitis in my legs. It started when we played softball a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And it started in my Achilles, but it just kind of moves all around depending on the day. Now, today, I don't feel any pain at all anywhere. But if I sit still for a while, boy, it'll start to cramp, you know, not cramp it, but kind of – um, what's the word I'm looking like stiffing stiffen yeah. up some and uh, so I'm not sure about that my weight is now around the 186 187 Good mark job. and uh, thank you uh, my goal was to be below 189 by December 31st rock on and below that so I've already dropped my weight now my goal to 185 by the end of the year so uh, still focusing on 1853 calories per day And let me tell you, don't shy away from the gym because of all the COVID concerns and things. You can still go to the gym and you can still work out. You can go outside. You can run. There's no excuse to not stay in shape. And especially, you know, most of us put on about eight pounds. Most Americans put on eight pounds from Thanksgiving, really back up to Halloween, from Halloween through Christmas. And guess what? You don't take off that eight pounds; no, it you just don't. stays there. Yeah. And before you know it, you're 40 pounds overweight, yes. 30 pounds or like I was. And it's like, where did all this weight come from? Well, eight pounds a year—it adds up. So, I would encourage you. We would encourage you to get active, get fit today, start today, and through the holiday season, you can still enjoy your favorite foods and things, but, um, but. Make sure you're watching it so you don't end up on the other side.
1: I got a, a, a meal tip, by the way, yeah. too. Brand new meal tip. You, you'll probably think this tastes disgusting, but it doesn't because somehow there's a symbiotic relationship, as my wife would say, with these foods. But you take broccoli and you steam it for like maybe five minutes. Then you add uh, sun-dried tomatoes. Okay. Then you add you drizzle it in butter. Yeah. And then you add goat cheese.
0: See, you've hit two items, two of those items I don't care for. Which ones? I don't like tomatoes. You don't like tomatoes? I love tomato soup, and I love ketchup. I love salt. I just don't like tomatoes.
1: Sun-dried. Sun-dried. Yeah, I'm
0: not, I, I, they still have the tomato-y kind oh, okay. of taste. And goat cheese. Really? Goat cheese? You
1: don't dig I goat cheese? don't
0: dig goat cheese. Now, so, I love other cheeses right? and everything, but there's something about goat cheese. I just don't care for it.
1: Okay, so the goat cheese is, is going to melt, and yeah. then you just mix it up, and then pour some salt and and huh. And uh, it'll fill you right up too. you're thinking, yeah. you're thinking, how can a cruciferous really fill you up? A cruciferous is, is what a, a broccoli is. Right. But for some reason, I mean, I can eat a bowl of that and say, okay, do I need a sandwich? No, I don't.
0: Well, broccoli and vegetables and those, those are free calorie foods, basically.
1: I mean, they have calories in them, but you can eat so many of those. Yes. And it does
0: fill you up there.
1: And we, so we would encourage you to do that during Thanksgiving yep. is, is keep heavy on the vegetables. Yep.
0: And also wait 10 minutes before you go get seconds or thirds or fourths because it takes your body, it takes your stomach, the signals from your stomach to your brain, about 10 minutes to say, hey, we're full down here. And if not, you eat up, you clean your plate, you go back and you get more, you sit down, you keep eating, and then before you know it, you're pushing away from the table and you have to undo your belt and wear your stretchy pants, you know? Oh, my god! So gosh. wait 10 minutes and yeah. your brain will signal, hey, we're full here, we don't need any more, you know? Would you rather All right. spend New Year's in a quiet way with your family and be retrospective or with a large crowd and be really
1: festive? Oh, a large crowd and be really festive. Yeah, I think I'm there too. I I, 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 I feed off the energy. Yeah. My, my parents would just go to bed at 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. You know?
0: For the last three years, I've had to wake up Amy and go, hey, Amy, uh-huh. uh, happy new year. Uh-huh. Yeah. You, know, you know, but uh, uh, yeah, I'd rather be out and about. Yeah, I'd rather be out whooping it up. This year, I'm uh, officiating a wedding and DJing a wedding. No kidding. At yeah, mid- all the way at, up to midnight. All the yep. way up to midnight. Yep. All right. Here's a tough one. Would you rather have the virus be totally defeated and gone or complete racial rest? You can only pick one of those. What would it be and why?
1: I'm going to go with the virus being completely eradicated so we can get our economy back up off the ground and then we can work on the race relationships. Because if I remember correctly, um, I don't know when you're listening to this, but uh, President Trump dropped unemployment for African-Americans and Hispanics down to – record lows. And so I think that the more people that we put back to work, the more that we're not going to have to deal with this racial inequality.
0: I would agree with you for kind of the same reasons. You know, if we get rid of the virus, I mean, we can't work on racial unity and things if people are still dying. You know, if people we can get rid of the virus and then we can get back to, you know, I, th- I think we get there sooner that way. Exactly. All right, last question here, and this is this isn't a "Would you rather," but Brad, what do you want for Christmas?
1: Are you serious? Yeah, what do you want for Christmas? I want a JBL boombox. Oh mean, yeah, you know, I'm serious. I mean, I do. Ted's got this boombox that is just out of this world. It's probably probably about two and a half feet long, and it just got this massive base, and it and uh, it's waterproof, and so am I am I am I being materialistic no that's cool yeah I meant my uh, kids
0: gave me one for Christmas or for father's day and birthday a couple of years ago and
1: so Ted brought it in and I was just like that is the coolest thing on planet earth because I like to sit on my back porch and I can I don't annoy the neighbors because we got 22 acres um you know that just faces out but I'm just thinking to myself my gosh this is just this is it this is what I've been waiting for for like the last 15 years
0: have you dropped Santa a hint
1: Definitely. In fact, I got to tell you the story. This is all, you'll love this story. So I'm sitting in the back lab, which is across from the house. And um, Laura calls, uh, or uh, she says, um, under her breath, she says, Brad, if you come out here right now, I will buy you this JBL boombox. And I heard it. (laughs) And I walked straight into the kitchen where she was sitting. I said, what you just said is true. Is that correct? And she's like, oh, my God, you heard me? Because she's like, Brad, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, I was back there typing away, and she's like, Brad, if you come out of here right now, I'll buy the boombox for you. And I was like, <laughs> okay, okay. Subliminal. Yes. So, yeah, that'll be my uh, – so what, we're, we're stocking the Black Fridays to see if that will work out.
0: That's cool. Yeah, That's man. cool. What about you? Oh, gosh. For me um... – i don't know i mean my kids ask me that every year and it's like i've got so much i'm so blessed it's like i don't really i mean a honda generator
1: okay that's dope
0: that's something that's practical that we can use and all of that and so i doubt she'll be listening to this podcast between now and christmas but i think we're buying my wife with my three adult kids help i think we're gonna buy her a greenhouse no kidding yeah for the backyard can you do that yeah i mean you can buy there's like 600 700 you no can buy kidding. this Rock you know on. greenhouse that you build in your backyard type thing it's small now but, is this for um, a garden
1: or is this going yeah it's to for, her for her plants,
0: for plants or flowers you know she's a florist and oh, so yeah. she likes to grow plants and things and so Rock i mean this will be the start i'm sure we'll probably have more and bigger ones that'll come from this but right. um you know so that's for her for me i don't know i, I don't that generator i guess is what it'd be for me right so on, man. well dude merry
1: christmas merry christmas my
0: brother You have been listening to the Ted and Brad Hoffaday podcast.